So what does it take to bring about this peace that everyone's been talking about and dreaming about and singing about for decades and generations and ages? Haven't we tried everything yet? Where has it gotten us? And do we really want it anyway? So I was surprised that uh, some of you that have much better memories than me didn't remember the Peace Pilgrim story. But it was a striking story about one decision. Have any of you had the chance to see the movie Selma yet? It got mixed reviews, but um, it was very moving to me. And I really enjoyed it and seemed to have been set on a bit of a different path since I saw it. But I can't say that I know what set Dr. King on his path. Maybe some of you have read accounts of that sort of thing. I haven't, unfortunately. But I would have to guess that at some point in his life, something larger than life that was undeniable convicted him of what he needed to do. I would guess that the same is true for Mohandas Gandhi though the words that they used to describe it may not have been the same thing. Those sorts of experiences seem to be kind of removed from most of us, don't they? At the same time, I would expect that most of us know someone that seems to have made a commitment that was deep enough not, that not only were they willing to die for it, but they were willing to live for it too. I don't know if all of such commitments are peace generating. I can't call to mind all the examples that I'm sure exist. But I do know that that kind of commitment changes the world. I asked a little earlier if we really want that kind of peace anyway. If we look at the way that we live our lives, you know, how long can we go? without external stimulus, whether it's reading, phones, computers, television, um, radios, MP3 players, other media devices and sources, conversations with other humans, like in person, you know, real people, <laughs> busying ourselves with uh, 
one activity or another, even if it's creative, even if it's helpful, how long can we go? I mean, they've done studies on this stuff. It's really sad. But where in that do we find what we really call peace, what you really call peace? Something that's vast enough to permeate not only your little sphere, but the things that you influence, the things that you touch, the things that you interact with. And how does that affect the world around us? Or maybe infect the world around us. I recognize that stillness and quiet are more challenging for some of us than others. As a matter of fact, I did a cursory look on the internet just out of curiosity to see if there was anything about adrenaline junkies moving to these centered, calm things. It was not a comprehensive search. I saw nothing. I don't think that means it's not possible. So what does it take for we ordinary humanids to find out, uh, find, to find and generate peace in the world. Lao Tzu, another great world teacher and worker for peace, gave us the words we find in responsive reading number 602, if you will turn to the back of your gray hymnals again. And once you find that, um, leave it there when we finish the reading because there's another one I would like for us to go to. If there is to be peace in the world, there must be peace in the nations. If there is to be peace in the nations, there must be peace in the cities. If there is to be peace in the cities, there must be peace between neighbors. If there is to be peace between neighbors, there must be peace in the home. If there is to be peace in the home, there must be peace in the heart. Peace in the heart. I think first it takes finding within oneself the need for peace. Find is my choice of words here because I don't think we have to construct it. I don't think we have to acquire a taste for it. That still small voice in communion with something superlative and unfathomable. That peace that passes understanding. I think it's always there. 
as is that longing or hunger, that impulse towards something more profound and complete and beautiful. And I think it is no more complicated than a profound welcoming of ourselves and to that which is within us and with us, whether we can this second discern it or not. Allowing ourselves to love ourselves. Become at ease with exactly who we are the specific geographical location of one portal into all sorts of colors and energy and thought, variety that does not exist without you. A portal, one singular expression of God, unique, unrepeatable, precious, meaningful, necessary, and perfect. The peace that resides within you, only you can bring. It is your piece of the puzzle. Your tile in the mosaic. Your wave on the shoreline, perhaps. And your effect echoes through the ages. Two words that are easily dismissed as cliche, love and peace. Huh? I think they're one and the same. And I find that in my life and in the life of many others, uh, those convictions, like some people seem to have, in major proportion in, in sudden events, come in stages, come in unfoldings and degrees. I'm not sure how many ready how much readiness has to do with it though. Um, and that old expression, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, does seem to be pretty true for me. I might think I'm ready before I am. I might want to be ready a long time before I am. Still, we learn as we learn. We grow as we grow. 
May we have the heart to become willing to commit to peace and to the love that is the, its other face. <laughs>